So there was absolutely no floodlights all the way into the left. So anyway, this is now my time to shine. Down the ramp, tried to do the spine transfer, slipped, decked it, cut my knee, ripped my jeans, and that's why I can't skate 27. <laughs> you see, you don't get old because you stop skateboarding, you stop skateboarding because you get old. That's right. backwards to how the actual pros say it, but you know, for us it's... Um, it I think my bones used to be made of like rubber and now they're just made of Glass. actual bone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well hello and welcome to Scotland Lane vs the Evil. It's been a long time but hopefully you're still there with us. We've aged like a fine wine or a nice whiskey and we're here mature and ready to take you through Fright Fest 2017. It's been a month. It's been a month I know. <laughs> I remember not a Fright Fest. <laughs> I remember not a fight fest. I remember none of the following weekend when we went to Tenerife. No, we went to Vegas the following weekend and the weekend after that, we went to Tenerife. I was in Vegas for friend of the show, Paul Craig's UFC fight. And then I was, or we were in Tenerife for friend of the show, Sandy's <laughs> stag do. And if you thought Sandy was drunk during the live stream, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> uh, we'll get to those stories uh, later on in the show. But first, uh, this episode is going to be Fright Fest, and I think we've got 12 movies, I think, to talk through, or maybe uh, 11, because there was definitely one we sat out for probably the, we, the wrong we had to <laughs> We had to sit out because I couldn't feel my ass, and... I couldn't feel my knees. I literally thought I was going to cry in the cinema. I thought I was going to cry during the movie because I, my, just so long sitting in those seats, I couldn't open my knees up, and I was like, I need to, I need to leave. And then we drank four bottles of wine, so... <laughs> so we'll get there. So you want to go with the very first movie? The very first movie on the Friday, which was Warrior's Gate. So you are the Black Knight. In the game world, I'm the Black Knight. In this world, I'm Jack Bronson. I need you to guard the most precious treasure of the Empire. Excuse me? Which was a kid's film. And it was directed by Matthias Horn, or Thorn, I believe, and he also directed uh, Cockneys v Zombies, which I'm about to watch. I've got that tape in the box. I'll probably watch that tonight. Um... This is a, a while away from, from that movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I can only assume that they played it because they played his previous films. It was an enjoyable film, but it would be more enjoyable if I was eight. Yeah. It's, it was like one of those movies that had... It had all the, the parts. It had the underdog, then it had the disruption, and then he had to go and uh, get the what's it called the disequilibrium, and then the resolution when he came back and saved the day. And then with the almost comedy ending as well, but the, the elements of humour in it, it works with kids because there was a lot of things that happened in it that it doesn't make sense. Like if you if you looked at them logically, you'd say that doesn't make sense. Even in a even in a movie that's taking liberties with the real world and what can happen, what can't happen, it's like obviously getting into a mystical portal. You think that's fair enough, but then it gets towards the end to speed the the plot along. There's things that happen. You're like that's just doesn't make sense. It kind of negates your original rules that you put in, which it's something that I've actually learned what it means recently like I was reading and you know how that um, Deus Ex Machina or Machina yeah, yeah. that I think that's I don't know what that meant but it means it's pretty much something the writers use to just grab an answer out of nowhere to help the story go forward like it was not being a plot point all the way through it and then he just they just write something in that just comes and saves the day or somebody that always knew the answer for the start and you think well, you're like how the fuck does that happen what is in that beer I haven't even drank it yet we've been away for a month and you come back like fucking Roger Ebert <laughs> your analysis I've the only thing I'm thinking is how come the Chinese lassie could speak perfect English if she just came <laughs> out of a box <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the one thing that trips me up that's the um, the extent of my 
my decent sounding language is, is gone. <laughs> and then Batista, who doesn't look Chinese at all. No, <laughs> oh, he doesn't look Chinese at all. But it, it was good. It was fun. It was enjoyable. It was like a modern day Three Ninjas, but more fantasy. Less good. Only because I really liked Three Ninjas. Yeah, and because we were adults at the time. So yeah. um, that's, that's what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't horror at all. So it, it, was, it was enjoyable, but a slow start to what should have been a scare. Yeah. It should have been something just to grab you by the balls and go, that's it, the weekend's begun. Yeah. to It Stains the Sand Dread which I thought was brilliant I also thought it was brilliant um, there was an introduction or a follow up by the director and the star of uh, this this movie who are a couple um, uh, Brittany Allen and I cannot remember the director's name <laughs> we should probably research this over the month we should <laughs> if it's long enough um, but the movie was good it was, it was a character study um, based on he had really only two characters within the movie it's a zombie and the girl in the, uh, the the Nevada desert. Um, the car breaks down that they were travelling in. The zombie eats her boyfriend, who's a terrible shot at the beginning. He tries to shoot the zombie like He deserves to die, in my opinion. And she takes off through the desert, thinking it's a shortcut to the airport. And the zombie follows her. And it's just um, her transition throughout the movie of realisation of her um, shortcomings in life and where she wants to go and realising that the boyfriend wasn't good for her. And, um, and so the zombie becomes her therapist almost all the way through it. We had just someone to lean on and look. there's a few kind of emotional connection moments between her and the zombie mm-hmm. which I actually thought was quite clever because yeah. you weren't expecting that at the start. Yeah, because the zombie eventually becomes the hero at yeah. some points in it uh, around about the third act and he does because she gets herself into further trouble and, and he kind of in, in a way they've written it in that he ends up helping her. And there's some comedy moments in it as well that's well-placed comedy is mm-hmm in there as well so that it doesn't feel out of place or, or, or forced it is, it's actually really quite good she's also on her period throughout this movie and I realised oh I thought you think it's the zombie that's staying in the sand red but no it's her she's staying in the sand red because there is also a scene with a tampon that happens so <laughs> be prepared <laughs> which usually I'm not a big fan of tampon scenes oh. but I enjoyed it it was clever in, in today's day and age of uh, equality and, and feminism I'm really I don't have any right to comment on tampons or periods, but <laughs> it is in this movie. It does happen. <laughs> yeah. And the director at the end said the script was originally meant to be a male character mm-hmm. with a zombie. And I'm so glad they changed it because I really don't think it would have worked with a no. guy being followed by a female zombie. Yeah. Uh, I think Because you eventually think that halfway through the, the desert he would just like, fuck the zombie. <laughs> <laughs> No? Are we thinking of our own opinions? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's pretty hot. You probably get sunstroke. You probably get a wee bit delirious, you know? If I've got sunstroke, the last thing I'm thinking about <laughs> is shagging in the desert. But yeah, it's a desert for a long time, you know? Yeah, maybe. So then we went on to the transfiguration. Have you been hurting any animals? Maybe thinking, but I don't do it. Not anymore. Wow, you're really into um... vampires. I was going to say scary movies. So you heard, huh? Huh. Someone killed a white boy in the basement. 
That's what are vampires like? I think it starts with drinking blood. Like you have a need to. Eventually that's not good enough. So you switch to animals and people. Which was quite a dark, slow burn. Yeah, this one was more the kind of independent movie that, that kind of almost stays with you afterwards. You know, the kind of film that certainly you don't tend to see in cinemas. It's yeah. only in kind of select cinemas or like the film theatre or like something like Fright Fest. You don't tend to find them in big, you know, major cinemas. So it, for me, it kind of sticks with you, the kind of handheld um, camera, almost handheld camera, the kind of shaky ca- camera. The way they filmed it as well with... A lot of the outdoor public scenes mm-hmm. were was there was no extras. It was all it was in general public. So when they went on the subway and things, they, they were really sitting yeah, on the yeah. train. And the boy who's about fourteen, who's the lead in this movie, had said he he filmed those scenes maybe a couple of them and said to the director, "I don't I don't like those ones. He didn't like. He felt out uncomfortable acting in real life, like in public, which I could I can mm-hmm. I can I could imagine like kind of relating to him, like thinking like it's fair enough. Like you do it in a set, you can you you, you can feel that." confidence of doing what you are paid to do you can really let go and really believe the action acting that you're doing but when you're in public people are more inclined to be like negative or make fun of or point out or like no make an example of somebody acting unless they are you know like brad pitt or somebody or mega famous nicholas cage and <laughs> yes <laughs> but, but you know like you know like if if you can just imagine people you imagine being on a train at night and there's a bunch of drunk folk on it and then so somebody sitting with a camera and you're sitting doing your scenes they'd be like oh especially in Glasgow they'd be like oh yeah mate what the fuck are you what's this all about oh I can't get in front of the camera oh I hate Iceland and all that <laughs> shit you know uh, and you'd feel just a wee bit uncomfortable do you remember when we were filming the music video yeah exactly I had the, the two guys folks shouting out the windows people coming down <laughs> two guys came place. up with paddles for a canoe and fucking reeking of weed like <laughs> In Mary Hill Road, where there are no, there's not no, no way to canoe. No, there's no way to canoe. <laughs> Two paddles, and asked if they could be in the video, and then just started abusing us. Yeah, we were in our late twenties, dancing up the east end of Glasgow. Like there's like, it, that was a that was a tough that was a tough shoot. It was, <laughs> <laughs> which has made me rethink uh, doing my uh, my own short movie. Which I'm I'm I'm, I'm location spotting that it all needs to be inside a house somewhere where nobody can see me until it's finished, and then you might not even see it then. <laughs> like your other part. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's still coming out, and we've got a review it in this show, Virus uh, of the Dead too. You can maybe fucking review it. Do you know what? You'll just be jealous because I'll be more in a movie than you were because you your back pushing a bike is going to be eclipsed by my two camera monologue. I was in a Hollywood movie. I was in Little Vampire. It, well, it, at it, no it, point did you question whether that little boy in the double denim actually went to that school or knew how to push a bike because I was so good that it was just, do you know what? That's just a little boy going to school. It was, it. then my monologue will, will equal your Hollywood movie snippet. Nah, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Hey, should we rate the movies? Um, Yeah, I would probably get out of what, four, out of five or out of ten? Out of, out of ten. Let's I would give it, uh, it stains the sands red. I would give that an eight. What about Warriors Gate? Uh, for, for for what it was as a kids movie, I'd probably give it an eight as well. I mean, it for a kids movie, mm. it's good. I probably never watch it again, but it was fun. Yeah, I'll give Warriors Gate a six. I'm going to be harsh now that we've came back, because I just I I, I throw ten bombs around like they're going out of fashion, so I'm going to be strict. I do the same though. See if, see on Netflix. See if I've watched something through at the end, I give it a five always. 
Why? Just to mess up people who Because everyone's <laughs> always rated so low, and I think, just give it a fucking chance. So I rate Everton 5. So you're probably the reason I keep getting the... <laughs> recommendations yeah, of shit. recommendations <laughs> of absolute yeah. pish. Uh, what is great, I'll give a 6. It's the end of Sands Red, I'd give an 8. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. So I've just went completely back on myself. Yeah. <laughs> and Transfiguration, I'd give... At the time, I probably thought it was an 8. But in hindsight, a month later, I'd probably give it a 7. I probably thought it was a 6 at the time. Really? But I'm probably inclined to now, looking back fondly on it, would maybe give it a seven. And I thought it was. I thought it was good. There was a lot of kind of good elements to it. It was. It's quite clearly all the way through it. The, the, the main synopsis is the boy thinks he's a vampire and he's fascinated by vampire um lore and vampire movies, uh, except Twilight, which he hates. But that's which is just that's, a given. That's just a given. Uh, he loves like George Romero's um Martin and um he's got. VHS tapes which is another I think that was something done by the director it was VHS tapes because he had Dracula 2000 or Dracula Untold which is brand new on VHS and the boy's only 14 so he's not he can't even look back nostalgic on on VHS and I see people looking back and like people on Instagram watching VHS and saying oh it's too much better I'm like fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) I really do just go back to the point about like not liking Twilight liking Twilight is about like being a zombie fan and liking The Walking Dead no, that's 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 not <laughs> true. No, it's, it's, it's like being a zombie fan like World War Z. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> what was next? Uh, Shin Godzilla. Before we before we actually went to fight fest, we decided that for this episode, we'd pick a movie to concentrate on each. Shin Godzilla was my pick. It was the one I was really looking forward to. And the whole way through it, I couldn't stop falling asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep as well quite a lot. Like, I just couldn't keep my eyes open. I don't think that's a knock on the movie, because I think the movie was funny and completely different like, to what I thought it was going to be. But it was just at that point in the day where I either had to have a bottle of wine or a joint or something to kind of spark me up do you know what Fright Fest is like right it's like the best two days of the year to look back on but yeah. see when you're there it's so much hard work <laughs> it is so tough to stay focused and alert and awake and comfortable it's hard going we need next year let's get the seats that are like right at the stairs yeah I think so so it, we can just stretch it just our legs I, out. I phoned the woman up to do it this year because I was out getting my tyres mm-hmm. changed I thought I'd be home in time to do it on the computer but I definitely need somewhere I can stretch my legs out at least for like one or two movies and we can switch stretch legs and take pants off yeah just be comfortable I hate wearing clothes in a cinema I know me too it's just restricting uh, so Godzilla it was so is it anything like you expected um, I don't really know because I'm not really a Godzilla fan. You were excited for Shin Godzilla and uh, Kieran Fisher that's been on this show a couple of times. He was that was the one he was looking for. He loves monster movies and Godzilla spe- specifically. But for me, once it started, I was. I guess do you know what I think is it tires you out in the cinema on this on these particular days? It's the subtitles because you haven't yeah. concentrated and read, so it takes up more of your time, uh, your your energy. But I found quite interesting the the way they discuss the US because mm-hmm. the movies we always watch they're either from Hollywood or they're from the UK in which case we are allies with the US yeah. like f- first and foremost watching Japan say oh no don't invite the US because they'll just come in and smash everything and you're like 
that's quite interesting to see a political statements from another country who don't deem like the need the it's, US or quite rely true. on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's true, but it was interesting to see it from a different point of view that wasn't laughing at themselves. It was actually saying, no, get yeah. fuck, fuck off, man. <laughs> um, but when you first see Godzilla, because the, 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 the monster changes throughout, it changes form throughout until it gets to the iconic big T-Rex style monster that you see, uh, that we all know. The first one that comes out was this weird goggly-eyed weird... <laughs> Jelly monster? I didn't know what the hell was going on. I honestly thought, like, because I've been so excited for it, when that came out with the, like, the stick on googly eyes, I was like, fuck off. Somebody's, <laughs> somebody's changed this. This isn't actually part of this movie. Yeah, I was, I could not believe it. It was terrible graphics as well. Like, my, just su- <laughs> my suspension, uh, disbelief. Disbelief. Gone. Well, yeah, it was completely gone. I, I was shot right back into Glasgow and realised where I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought it was quite clever, the whole seeing the political side of what would happen if Godzilla actually attacked like having to constantly call meetings and fucking brainstorming things yeah. to see how they're going to act that was quite interesting it would have been good if they maybe started with that in the morning when I was awake and like want to pay attention to read yeah. subtitles and get into that whereas at that point in the day I just couldn't be fucked yeah. and it's a shame because the end but I think I would, I would really have liked to have been perked up for it yeah I, I think and I think I slept through too much to even remember a lot of it I don't remember how they killed the monster or that and do you know what I probably won't ever buy it to watch it mm. again if I ever see it and I think because of the subtitles about three quarters of the way through it the guy in front of me decided that where his head was he just wanted to be like completely parallel to that <laughs> And I couldn't read any of the subtitles. So the last quarter, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> Which is it's not as bad because it was really just Godzilla smashing shit. But any any subtitle bits, I was close. And it also happened again later on in the weekend. Uh, so Godzilla, it's a shame, but I'd give it a seven. I'd give it a five. Five? I didn't, I didn't like it. And it's not, it's just, I'm, I'm not really a fan of monster movies. I think that's simply what It's it probably quite good, actually to do this a month later because at the time I, would, I probably would have just given it everything uh, a 10 yeah. <laughs> except then when I was feeling tired <laughs> so what was the next? I believe next was the last one which was Happy Hunting Staying or passing through? Just passing through Finish up and get on out of here What happens if you go cold turkey? I get the shakes We never invited them to our town but here they are, trash that blew in on the wind. Most people don't die from drinking, they die from quitting, bud. That's a fact. Which I enjoyed. I enjoyed Happy Hunting as well. I believe it was the best one of day one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it seemed like a good story. It seemed as if it was the best made. It had that kind of finished Hollywood polish over it. I know it wasn't a Hollywood movie or a big budget movie, but it, it, it had that seem about it it followed a alcoholic down and out who found himself in this small town and the small town have an annual fe- well, I don't know if it was annual but they have a festival where they go hunting and what they do is they go hunting for humans They've drifters or wasters that have come out of the town they send out into the, the desert and then they hunt them which that, the only downside to this movie was it's been done the whole hunting humans it's, a, it's an interesting concept but it's done quite a lot now 
in video games and movies where it, nothing really new happened in it but for a, a finishing night a finishing movie on a Friday night it was really enjoyable it's like the running man's done it and then you could see that Rob Zombie ripped off the running man with 31 yep. and then you could see that Happy Hunting has just taken the basic bones of this story and then just made it skinny and anorexic and not really put it in the desert and put it in the desert there was some good gore well uh, was there because basically you've got, I think you've got five or six people who have to be killed and there's a sniper in the hunting team and the sniper takes out about four or five of them and it's, there's no, you know, there's no, like maybe, I'd maybe I'm just, through the head, I know, but gory. maybe I'm, maybe I'm really desensitised to stuff these days and I, and I want to see proper different crazy kill scenes. Yeah. I just felt as if it was just repetitive, repetitive sniper kills. It was like, oh, okay, now we're hiding in here. Dead. Yeah, dead. And you're like, well, really, was that it? Because I'm just, you know, I'm bored. I want to see somebody up close with a knife in that and like stabbing somebody like a hundred times probably cut the face off yeah like like prison stabbing with shanks didn't really get any of that over the weekend did they I think that I should um, I should make it I should make a movie I should make a movie as long as it's in your house without outside and I've got no budget for um, special effects so it will probably end up being a snuff movie and I'll really kill somebody (laughs) but you know there will be an audience out there who will enjoy it We'll review it. I'll we'll review it. We'll review it. I'll and review it from jail. my escape from jail. From jail. <laughs> uh, happy hunting. I did. I did enjoy. It's just. It's a shame that it's. It's been done. It's nothing original. Yeah. But. I give it. Sex. Mm. I think. No, yeah. I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, maybe a seven. I think no. I think a sex. A strong sex. If you thought it was your movie of the day though. Technically, that should have a higher score than anything else. Oh, maybe I forgot. No, it's Dames of Sands Red was my movie of the day. Well, but at the time, I thought Happy Hunting was my movie of the day, but in retrospect, it's not. What? So, then we went on to day two. Day two. We didn't go out on the Friday night. Nope, we were sensible and wise. And tired. Tired. <laughs> and sore. Oh, I was going to flip over to see that it's some more notes, but I have absolutely no more notes. Yeah. Not that I really had any notes <laughs> for day one, I just got the names of the movies. <laughs> so, we get in. Actually, I, I had kind of woke up because me, you, Lauren and Lena all say we'd definitely get up first thing in the morning and get the first movie. Lena didn't get out of bed. Yep. You and Lauren managed it. Yep, you were there. I had to get a taxi and they sent me an airport shuttle bus <laughs> for just myself, <laughs> myself and my backpack and the GFT. I felt like a right knob. <laughs> so, get in, just for the start of Cage Dive, which was a handheld shark movie. 27 sailed away from this dock. They were looking forward to a great day together when suddenly things took a turn for the worse. An urgent search and rescue mission is underway after a shark dive boat was capsized by a freak wave. On one of my diving trips, I was deep down in a crevice and I saw something. The shark scenes were actually quite good. I quite liked it. They looked real. I don't like underwater. I tried scuba diving and it was the worst experience of my entire life <laughs> and I now have an insatiable fear of the sea and big things coming out of the sea. So that bit got me, but the actual character, the character, uh, the character interaction, the story, the dialogue was fucking terrible. It's, it, you can have a lot of problems with Cage Dive. You can compare it straight to Open Water which I, rem- I remember seeing in the cinema, and I remember watching the cinema, and, and it finished, and the credits have got zero or little music, and everybody in the cinema, it wasn't full, but maybe a quarter, maybe a half full, 
everybody just got up solemnly and everybody just walked out. Nobody was speaking and it was the most eerie experience I've felt uh, from being at cinema and mm. it stuck with me. And open water, I felt, or look back on it as being a good movie. I've never really watched it again because there's no need to watch it again. You know, there's no, there's nothing in it that's fun. It's just talking until they die. Cage Dive, it, 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 three characters who, and you know what, I think we'll just spoil this one to fuck because we don't recommend you watch it because it's shite. It's three <laughs> characters who were filming a, a, a what do you call it? An addition yeah. video for an extreme sports game show. Now, here's your first problem. You don't film this. Fil- this film, the filming is the whole one hour and a half, an hour and a half, right? So obviously they kept filming when they get stuck in the water, but basically it was going to be long as fuck anyway because mm-hmm. they were doing the whole flight from America all the way to Australia to visit the guys. There was two brothers and a, and one of the brothers' girlfriends to visit their cousin in Australia. Now here's my first problem: Are you going to go on an extreme sports game show if you film yourself going state uh, shark diving, a tourist attraction yeah. that everybody people do every single day? No, yeah. you only you've got to at least need to skydive or do those bodysuit gliding or gorge walk or anything. Do something actually extreme. Yeah. yeah. Don't just go in a cage and go put it underwater. People do that for fun. Fat people do that. They don't need any skill or experience. You just need a wee bit of bravery. So there's your first problem. Second problem is that it was one lassie, two guys, she was banging both of them. And they, and were, they were best friends. Were they brothers? Yeah, they were brothers. I thought they were just best friends. No, because they were brothers. Because it was both their cousin that they went to visit. Well, the dialogue... All the relationships between them, it was like that's not that's not real. Yeah, uh, guy A, who who was like a, a sports douche, he was quite annoying. So his girlfriend, uh, you hated her because she was cheating, and then the brother, you hated him because he was shagging his brother's girlfriend. And then the other guy, you hated because he's Australian. He thought he was so extreme. <laughs> no, I love Australian. <laughs> and also he was American. First guy. Aye, there's two two Americans in Australia. Yeah. Australian. The cousin the, of Australian. The. Guy with the heart condition. Heart yeah. condition. Which doesn't you don't get you don't get. Uh, you don't go. Uh, oh my sore heart! Give me my pills. <laughs> that's that's, that's get, not a. To do an extreme game show, in addition, and you've got a heart condition. And it also says either keep it quiet because we don't want the, the show. You know that I've got heart condition. Wait. You also don't get heart conditions that, that hurt you, and you need to take pills to to, to save them. You get sore. Uh, you get like I don't know what you get. You get pills for like indigestion that maybe give you pain, like 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 acid reflux stuff that will give you pain. Um, I don't know even kidney trouble that'll give you pain you don't get sore hearts not that I'm aware of well let's go back to Tenerife <laughs> we went to Siam Park and I came off that ride and my heart mm-hmm. was going like a fucking jackhammer I really was I because you shat yourself <laughs> ah, I'm so shat so I genuinely thought I was dying like even your brother was like fucking hell man. no I, you, that was and that was beating half an hour he just solid banging on my chest yeah Sometimes mine, mine um, palpitates and I feel as if it, there's weird um, beats and sometimes it beats away that it kind of takes my breath away and that's quite scary. And the Would more you it, go and do an extreme sports I, game show? <laughs> I, I'd actually do an extreme sport because I'm fucking cool as shit. Um, right, anyway. So you can't play fucking football. <laughs> I, I can play football, I just choose not to. So um, they, they go in the cage dive and they're yeah. under the water and everything's going great and then this really big ridiculous like 25 foot wave comes and topples the boat which is so it, weird because the weather was so calm just before nah, it's one wave it's not a storm it's one, one wave. wave so I don't know if I don't even know if there was maybe like a, a subtle hint at the beginning if the dates were like the same as like the 
tsunami that hit fucking thingy and it was just maybe supposed to be an offset of that because they were I mean it's over that end of the world nah I think it was just really poor really poor story, story that's like a dust ex machina right there just fucking alright how do we get them out of the boat oh invent a big massive wave <laughs> just out of nowhere um, they, so they're in the cage this big massive wave comes and then next thing you know they all pop up scuba gear off and outside the cage that was that was brilliant well done congratulations <laughs> for doing all that at once without anybody seeing you that was how you fix that one then they're floating about in the water they see some guy who has a wee bit of cool special effects his whole face is hanging off mm-hmm. and then but they've tried to help and hold him up out the water and then there's some bird that just screams at them to leave them alone you're stuck in the middle of shark infested water what are you doing shouting to people to leave you alone so he gets killed straight away and then I don't know she gets killed as well fuck knows what happens people just get killed except their three main characters they use the sharks as if they're thinking though which was annoying because you know how sharks in real life the way they're done in open water they will circle you and nibble you yeah. and then they'll circle for ages and then they'll eat you these sharks look as if they were turning up at dramatic points <laughs> you know and then letting them have their one ones and hearts to hearts and then and then get on with it you get them stuck in the water and the girlfriend is the most annoying character in the world <laughs> it's literally like I read somebody's review of this afterwards when we finished um, Fight Fest and it was said and uh, award for just die already that's what it was just die already the amount of stupid decisions that happened in this movie there was a floating cooler or a floating like something that was near them that was genuinely within you know Oh, sorry, though, that's later on. They did go for the cooler. There was a boat mm-hmm. was potentially in swimming distance, and the woman, the girl's like, No, 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 we need to stick together, we need to stick together. Screamed at them to come back, and then they just start floating about in the water again. Then they get the life raft. Oh, that is the worst, worst, worst part. So, the final light is at night, they're on the life raft. That's it, they're going to make it. They just have to wait for the helicopter. They think comes. that the sharks are bouncing off the, the raft yeah, and look outside obviously. but it's somebody else there's a survivor there's a woman who's been in the water for the whole time they managed to find her and pull her into the raft they try to help her she's obviously passing out and then just die already decides to get the flare gun and shoot it inside the raft thus setting fire to the woman they've just <laughs> saved burning the raft and leaving the three of them stranded it's in the actually water annoying again. me thinking about that scene again like that, that was so so angrily frustrating they could have they had, there was food and that raft is a proper life-saving raft that inflated itself. There was f- like space food, you know, like we dried food things that could have keep them going for ages. She burnt all of it. She burnt oh. every single bit. Of it. So and then the sharks came and ate them. The yeah. end. They're dead. Oh shit! Oh, Do you know shit. why I think I disliked it so much? Because I only watched the shallows like a month ago mm. or a month before this, and I thought the shallows was brilliant. I thought it was really well done as a shark movie. So this just seemed like the little neighbour child to the shallows that nobody wants around, that nobody wants to, like, he kicks his ball into your garden. Yeah. You just got to bust the ball because right. you just don't want to be fucking they thought they, had, they thought a shark attack stranded in shark waters was enough yeah. for their story and it, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, Definitely three, wasn't. Three out of ten. Yeah. I did like the shark bits. Mm. Five for the shark bits. Two for plot and story. Yeah. And one for having never wanting to meet the lassie ever. Never. So after that, absolute dreg of a movie, we then went into Fashionista, which is a Simon Rumley film. After this, I then watched Red, White, and Blue, which is brilliant. By the is way, is that where's that? Did I see that on? Oh, it's on Shudder, isn't it? Yeah, That's I where it is. I actually, I've no, I've no bought Shudder yet, but I yeah, I'll probably watch Red, White, and Blue. I looked at it. Uh, is it good? Yeah, really, really good. So. Uh, Fashionista has got Amanda Fuller who done us a little intro because Fish was having an interview with her yeah she was there so we'll she's play that 
at some point when it feels right. Uh, and also has Ethan Embry. Who's genuinely becoming one of my favourite actors. Not so only because he was in The Walking Dead, but... And The Devil's Candy. Yeah, from, from last year's Fright Fest. And my favourite teen movie of all time that I now can't remember what it's called. <laughs> yeah, I can picture how young he looked in it though. Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Seth Green and my babe, Jennifer Love Hewitt. But he's, he looks so different now. Yeah, he's so buff too. He's a buff, rugged, handsome bastard. He is. I think I'm just going to, before we even, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 for Ethan Embry. That's just what I'm giving him. <laughs> the Ethan Embry Award. It also has Eric Balfour, who was in Six Feet Under. He was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I just watched Texas Chainsaw remake the other day. There, Eric Balfour is awesome. I was thinking about if you ever see him at a convention, I'd ask if that scene in Texas remake when um he's like he's wearing his face and like that must have been really weird to watch. Uh, I like Eric Balfour; he's good. I get him mixed up with um Skeet Ulrich sometimes, but yeah, Eric Balfour. Yeah, so there, uh, really great cast. Really, I enjoyed the movie. I loved Fantastic the style. Movie. I loved that, how it was shot. This is one of these independent movies that I, I feel like I like to see. Like, the state stays with you afterwards. It is properly, like, a different kind of world within the real world. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a really... Yeah, complete fucking black and white difference from Cage Dive. Because the yeah. story was great. The plot was great. It was original. It was clever. Really, really enjoyed it. There was, like, two movies playing out in one because he had this movie of... Um, in fact, even then, there's a twist at the end as well. There's a third twist, but we won't spoil here, but... So you've got the girl who runs the fashion shop with Ethan Embry, her boyfriend, and uh, she just loves clothes because of the way the outward persona it can give you, by mm-hmm. what you can dress up like and how you can make yourself look and appear and give the you know this personality persona through your clothes and your outfits. And um, Ethan Embry, who whose life revolves around clothes, like he's their, their apartment is just full of clothes for their shop and you know for you know for their own personal use and stuff as well. I'd imagine. Then you've got when their relationship breaks down. She finds a, a millionaire who, and it's more, probably a more realistic interpretation of what Fifty Shades would be, yeah. if any of you have actually seen it or not. I've, I've, I've seen it. It's, it's a big Hollywood movie, you know. Um, she's hot and he's hot as well, you know, Fifty Shades. <laughs> I forget their names right now, but uh, Dakota Johnson and Lauren will kill me because it's like if, if you know your list of celebrities, this guy's at the top of Lauren's, definitely. Um Jamie Dornan uh, is definitely is at the top of Lauren's like celebrities I'm allowed to sleep with list. He's probably on mine as well, to be honest with you. Uh, but you know how that that whole thing about that he's a millionaire and that's why like there's obviously like say that's why everything happened because he can afford all this stuff. That's why she's sucked in and then sucking him. You know, like, like this whole uh, dominatrix or you know what is S and M world BDSM and the fact that he takes control over her. Well, in fashionista Eric Balfour's the millionaire, but when he gives her money to buy clothes, he does it in a very demeaning way. Yeah. That, like, say, what you what you wearing? Your clothes, they, and they look as if they smell. Here's money, go and buy your own. And then implies that she now owes him because she's she spent her money, mm-hmm. but he doesn't owe the money, she doesn't owe the money back. She is now owes him by getting into this circle of weird sex games that they get so far along, he, towards the end, he's saying everybody's in it, it's all a game. And it's this weird kind of four people sitting in their chairs with one girl who comes in, she's all tied up in the lair on the floor. And our girl that we watch backs out and thinks, no, fuck yeah. this for a laugh, this is this is too much. And then, you know, her, her whole world spirals round until we get to the, the final kind of twist. And it's the twist has been getting played to you in small screens, small sections, all the way through the movie that you don't fully understand until the last kind of 
couple of scenes. And even after it had happened, when it was happening, I thought, no, nah, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, I think it was even after the movie had finished and someone explained to me what actually that whole last... It's Jeez. almost like that, uh, like a David Lynch sort of change in, in the last scene, although uh, he did reference, is it, is it Michael Koenig? Is that what the guy's called, the director at the end? And there was a lot of movies, and there was a guy who asked a question in the audience as well about it, um, about how these guys' movies play with time and play with your perception and things mm. like that. Um, I think it was a guy who done Don't Look Now. Um, oh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, um, Basically a non-linear... Yeah. Time frame. Yeah. But um, I, I certainly got a lot of Lin- David Lynch um, feelings from Fashionista and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, that's, that's one of the ones, um, like Patchwork for last year, that I will be looking for coming out in yeah. DVD and I will buy it. Give it a, an 8. Strong 8. Yeah, I'll give it an 8 and I'll give Ethan Embry a 10. <laughs> well, I'll give Amanda Fuller a 10. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, she was brilliant as well. She was fantastic. Especially because she's now a pal of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Even if she doesn't get my name right. Yeah. Which Say hi, my name is, um, you're listening to Scott and Liam vs. Evil. Say that again. It's just, introduce yourself, you're listening Uh to Scott and Liam vs. Evil. Scott and William vs. Evil. Liam, Scott and William. Scott and William. William, like L-I-A-M. Am I not saying that? William? William. 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 No, it's just Liam. No, L-I-A-M. Yeah. Liam. Sorry, I am jet lagged. These lights are not helping. Uh, Scott and Liam versus. Okay, um, I thought you were spelling out the end of William. That's okay. okay, I got it now. Okay, ready? Yes. Hello, this is Amanda Fuller, and you are listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. Thank you very much. I'll be happy with that. Then after Fashionista, we went on to Bloodlands, which was probably oh, one yeah, of my yeah. favourite weekends. I kind of forgot about Bloodlands. To be honest, we didn't really make an impact on me. Oh. And it was inside because Bloodlands, uh, the director and almost the whole cast came over on their own pennies as well, as yep. far as according to the. Um, oh no, was that not Night of the Virgin guys that ah, came? Was I? Yeah, uh, that's right, that's right. Maybe uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> was it Albania? Uh, the Bloodlands, uh, yeah, I think it was Al- Albania's first horror, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, a bit, I thought it was very much in the style of The Witch or The Vivitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of dark. Brooding something sinister constantly underneath. You, you kind of see it at the end. It's all about family blood feuds. Which they, they told us actually happens in Albania. Like you can have, if say, two grandpas have a fight and one of them kills the other one, then you know, people in the family will keep coming back and killing someone else. Yeah, for just forever. generations just, yeah. and generations. That, which is really interesting. I really enjoyed the movie. It's not anything like Kill List, but just that sinister kind of foreboding it's constantly rippling through underneath the whole way through it I really enjoyed it it's probably more like Blue Ruin have you seen that? in fact yes and that kind of ends that switch to gets to the end and it is I can see the kill list switch at the end as well it's like how it just steps up a gear it just changes you know I think the reason I liked it so much is because it was probably the first Fright or Fright Fest it was the first actual just straight horror. out meant to be horror. Yeah. Everything else was a bit artsy, a bit indif- yeah. or all independent. Or... I it was all movies that make you think, but nothing that just goes fucking yeah. ghost. <laughs> yeah. And that I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. It was a nice, fresh change from everything that had been before. But it was also subtitles again, so then it was concentration time. Ah, but I was fine with this. Mm. I think as well you get European languages you know, you know languages that still use our alphabet it's um, almost you can 
follow it a lot easier. You know what I mean? You hear Chinese and you're like, that just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Chinese mm. is properly like a different language. But there's some words or some even just sentence structures and mm-hmm. uh, the way the the way the language goes, the inflections and the voices can you can hear it through that you you know you can you can kind of pick out makes it easy to read the subtitles as it goes along. That should tell me that you can now speak Albanian. <laughs> I can speak Spanish almost. Chad, <laughs> <laughs> uh, give Bloodlands also an eight. No, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it like a six. I think I will buy it on DVD. I will watch it again. I enjoyed it, so I'm not willing to give it a nine. Yeah, but it was clever. Uh, his previous film, Fish told me to definitely watch it. He said it was better, really good. Camera was called it's like Four Horsemen. I think it was called or The Horseman. Either the Horseman. The Horseman was on um, Horror Channel the other night. I didn't watch it, but it was meant to be brilliant. It is called The Aye. Horseman. Yeah. Yeah. But well, apparently it is brilliant. So I'm going to check that out. I've not done it in the past month because Aye. we've been busy with yeah, too life busy. and yeah. drink. Too much drink. <laughs> hey. So yeah, what's next? Detour. Detour. Do you have an area of expertise? You need something doing? I think it'd be something if someone were to teach him a lesson. If you could uh, cut yourself in half. When it's over, the two sides, they don't even know what the other one's done. You live your life clean hands. Would you do it? Yes. Fantastic. Absolutely. This one had um, a cast that I recognise. It was directed by Christopher Smith, who done Creep Triangle. and Triangle. And Sevens. Sevens. It's, uh, I mean, that uh, CV alone is enough to say this is going to be brilliant, and it was. Uh, Detour was one of the, the best ones. In fact, I probably will go on to say that that was my favourite of the entire weekend. It is really, really good. It stars uh, Ty Sheridan. Um, and he is, he, you'll recognise you'll recognize his face. He's been in a bunch of uh, movies. Um, he's been in an X-Men movie. It's, I don't know if this one's just out or not, but he was in Mud with Matthew McConaughey. And he was also in Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which is a, a fun wee movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he is, he's an up, he's an up-and-comer, definitely. And that's what uh, Christmas said during the, his Q&A. He says he casts people um, that are going to be famous tomorrow. Well, he cast um, Eddie Redmayne, yeah. like way before... It became a tranny and an Oscar winner. Yeah. Uh, Detour, I'd probably agree, it was my favourite of the weekend, but not a fright. No, and not, not a scary not a horror. at all. It's a, a thriller. Again, it kind of plays with time and uh, and perception and stuff, and it's and it's a good and it's a good character study as well. And I think yeah. it's it's shot really well. It's um it feels a lot higher budget because it probably was. The characters are buying on. Um, you believe them, and the guy uh, Emery Cohen, he plays like the kind of. Badass. The badass. He plays a fantastic badass because he looks he looks mental. But then there's a scene later on where he kind of meets his kind of gang boss and he, he, he reverses right into like a wee boy and it's just really, really well done and it shows sides to these characters as well. And you might even recognise that guy as well. He was in The Place Beyond the Pines and he was in um, that the, the OA that's on Netflix now. It's like I see it. It tried to be like a... Uh, Stranger Things, but right, okay. I, I don't know if it, it got like four and a bit stars, so I mean, I think it's meant to be good. When I first watched it, I thought it was the fat one for Drake and Josh, but he'd went skinny. No. <laughs> it looked very similar The to fat him. one for Drake and Josh did go skinny, but it's I know, not. but I thought this was him, I thought he'd went even skinnier. Oh, right. But he didn't. It's a completely different guy. Is it Josh that's the fat one? 
Josh Drake. Yeah, Josh was the fat one. Drake Bell is the one who tried to get a music career in Denmark, so he wants now to do a new series of Drake and Josh. Can't do a new series of Drake and Josh. They're not like thirty two. Yeah, but they're going to come back, and now the Chinese half like sister is old enough to probably fancy on this. So I'd be like me and you, like try to escape. Yeah. Detour was fantastic. The interview with Chris Smith afterwards. Was brilliant. It's probably the best. He's he just he's he's so funny. He's so kind of down to earth and quite hilarious as well. And quite uh, he doesn't back. really seem to either think before he speaks or care what he says. So we could we had multiple opportunities to say hi and talk to him. Yeah. But we're we shitbags. Yeah, loads of times. Until we were drinking the four bottles of wine, and he was sitting next to us. And we we, we heard him speaking. We heard him speaking. Yeah, we heard him speaking. He probably heard us. <laughs> Essentially, we we shared a bottle of wine, yeah. and we're good friends. I did so. speak to one of the organisers of uh, Fright Fest this year, the guy from uh, last year who patched me for a signed forest poster, uh, Ian Rattery. He came round the corner as we were tanning the wine, and he and he didn't, I didn't spoke mm-hmm. to him for a bit, maybe about what three or four minutes, maybe. Yeah. Totally talking about. He just asked us why we weren't why we were skipping out a movie and explained to him <laughs> that my own knees, <laughs> and then uh, and then told him how yeah the movies are all good but none of them are scary but then had to try and realise that I was kind of shitting on his festival <laughs> which I wasn't doing but it seemed like I was because I was drunk and I had to kind of pull it back and say it is what the directors all said that you know before it this isn't a horror but uh, and it, that is true it is true I, you know, there was no lies about it the movies were all fantastic but it, they they weren't they weren't scary you wouldn't have thought fright fest but, would have I, there was movies there that. Would I expect to see it at a horror festival? No. Definitely not, but I'm glad they're there because... I wouldn't, I wouldn't have seen them, them otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Detour, I probably wouldn't... Yeah. I looked out, I wouldn't I even have Detour noticed it. Detour might be the, the one from the weekend that makes it to the cinema, though. Oh, yeah. Well, if it doesn't, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. The uh, He also said to me about um, the London one, which is much bigger. That's 25 mm. films. Um, and he just couldn't take it. The, I can't imagine that. But it's a bigger <laughs> cinema. It's in a view cinema, so you've got more room. But it's also it's the same it's almost the same price the same uh deal you get if you buy them all it's two hundred pounds for twenty five films so you're getting fifty pounds off same way it's seventy pounds for twelve yeah. films so you're getting fifty fifty pound or five films for free almost if they're ten pound a film but they've also the London one they do a second screen that's called um I can't remember what they called it it's like a unexpected or something and it's it's a, a kind of wild card bunch mm-hmm. of films that. You have to you have to forgo one of the main card films and go into this secondary screen and there's only let's say like thirty seats so you need to pick the films you want to see from yeah, trying to see for it and you and you, so you might find a, a gem or you might find crap but then you, it's the exact same sitting through all the movies that you picked for it anyway so that just seems too stressful it's pretty stressful plus you're in London and you're in a different city and yeah. I want to do it one year though one year I think we should go uh, and do that yeah. yeah this uh, detour was the one where I actually plucked up the courage to speak to someone went down to the toilet. Christopher Smith was standing at the stairs. <laughs> I said, "All right, love your film." <laughs> he said, "Thanks, man." I went down to the toilet, and that Brittany Allen and the director were interviewing, or getting interviewed downstairs. I just kind of smiled at them, went to the toilet, came back, smiled again, thinking I was suave. Back upstairs, one of the organisers for Fright Fest came down. I just washed my hands. <laughs> he put his hand up to high five me. I high fived him. It looks like I just rubbed him in my own piss. <laughs> I then sat back in the cinema and realised my fly was down. <laughs> I walked by every day with nearly my dick out. And that's why I don't speak to people. That's how that's how we do it. So, Detour, really, really good film. Really good film. I don't think we've really told you anything about it. Basically, this guy's um, mum has died in a car crash. He blames his stepfather, I think, that he orchestrated it. Gets drunk one night and tells his badass that he wants to kill his stepdad. 
who then he says, well, let's do it then. And he's like, oh, shit. So then... It's then like a split personality. And then it splits, yeah, to decide one goes with it, one doesn't, and then you follow it through. And it's, and it's a fantastic film. It's really, really good. Strong nine for yep, me. Yeah, nine for me too, yeah. Absolutely. Really good. Then, went from that to Raw. Oh, yeah, Raw was next. French right, yeah. cannibal film that at Sundance and stuff, folk were thrown up, they were fainting, people were leaving the cinema. Ellie's giving out barf bags for the for the screening. Great film, but really so over uh, I did enjoy it, but totally overhyped with the things that discussed. Way overrated, way overhyped, way over everything after after I was born. We mu- we we must be really desensitised because I, I think I am. The stuff that happens in it that I would be quite gory, but it's nothing really that you've not seen. Like generally I was watching it going, there's a there's a bit she's lying in the bed her sister's waxing it. She's a, she's a young girl. It's a vet student. She's like a vegetarian or a vegan. She goes, her big sister's been there before. There's like a big fucking hazen festival. But then, her and her sister are trying to like build this bond up because her sister's changed. She's lying in the bed and her sister's waxing her because the young main girl hasn't really done anything like that before. She's a hairy bitch. <laughs> uh, and then the dog comes in. I thought the dog was like, fuck her. That's exactly what, That's I, was what I was waiting for. I was watching it, I went, right, the dog's going to mount her and fuck yeah. her. That's why everybody's disgusted. Yeah. The dog yeah. the dog had a lick and fucked off. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> is that it? Why is the dog looking at me now? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Bailey, you don't need to fuck anything. <laughs> uh, so, that's it. That, honestly... That's what I expected. And I was actually disappointed the dog didn't fuck her. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> I never thought I'd be disappointed at the lack of a dog fucking a lassie. But this time I was. And... I, I don't get what everyone's like all up in arms about. Nah. Uh, I guess you can kind of get get from the trailers and stuff. It is is it was this spoiling it to say? No, no, about? It's, no. A, it's a cannibalism. It's about cannibalism, but it's there's so many questions to have. Like to begin with, like this whole Hazen festival is is proper intense. Where the fuck are the teachers? Because yeah. this is like who's taking the big class picture that's in the trailer when they're all sitting and they get blood thrown on them. Who's taking that picture? Surely that would be official. Where are the teachers? The whole um. At the beginning, the parents are strict vegetarians and they go, and it's 2017, and they go to a restaurant that the only vegetarian thing they can get is a plate of mashed potatoes. I mean, <laughs> come on. And then the end, where they try and like explain it for why it is, they don't explain why it is, they just they just give it's, an, an extra dimension into it. It makes but, no sense Is that whatsoever. what everybody was so upset about? Like, it was just vegans that were upset because they're always fucking <sighs> they're upset. They're always upset, man. How do you know somebody's a vegan? Oh, they'll well, tell you. They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was... I, I did enjoy it as a movie, but... Because that dog never fucked her. Yeah. I just, I, I was left, I was left with a, an empty taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want, I didn't want it to be, so when I watched it, I didn't want, I wanted it to be raw because she was left red raw. <laughs> From the dog. the dog. Not because the, the meat's raw. Maybe they were barfing at the whole, uh, when they made it look as if she was eating raw chicken. But Green did done that in the warning video, so it was nothing new to me. <laughs> it was a coming of age cannibal story. It, it was good. It was enjoyable. I'd probably watch it again. There was good. There was good scenes in it. There was some good comedy in it. Maybe some good gore, but nothing, nothing that would warrant a sick bag no. or me to get up and walk out. Nah, I'd get up and close. walk out. I was going to go and walk out because my knee was killing me. I was ready <laughs> to leave because of that. Maybe that's why I couldn't pay attention as much to it. Yeah, because it was again it was subtitles. 
But Bath the dog fucked her, you do you? I'd have been right there, man, I'd have been in the front. <laughs> I took my knees off. So, Raw was good, in my opinion. I'd, I'd seven. give it. Aye, six. Six. Because it's a bit cool, and I don't want other voices to travel and the neighbours to hear us talking about dog farming. <laughs> well, standard. Yeah. Uh, then it was Hounds of Love. Hounds of Love. Now, this is where we left the cinema to get a wee break and sit out in the bar area. What we found when everyone who came out, including your brother Daniel, who came out, uh-huh. um, we found that Hounds of Love is potentially the best movie of the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and we missed it. <laughs> we were four bottles of wine in, and we missed. A lot of it. Oh, but we sat. Yeah, we sat in that bar and just got bottle and bottle of red wine. And because when you're taking it into the cinema, you can't take the glass in, so they decant it into pint glasses, plastic pint tumblers. So we were sitting with pint glasses of wine. One of us was drinking way faster than another one. Well, that's just Stop. the problem that I always have. I don't know. I'm thirty one and don't know my limits. This that was tested quite many times <laughs> since the last episode that I don't know what my limits are. Um, so we drank these bottles of wine, and between me and you, we had a. Uh, a bottle and a half each mm-hmm. um, in the course of one movie. I thought it was four, was it not? We, I mean, might, we might have been four. onto our fourth for going into um, sort of like nice. like four bottles between us going into the last movie. Which is quite good going. Or, uh, or not quite good going <laughs> if you've seen the next. Some of the Fright Fest, the organisers were yeah, there the next Yeah, the organisers and the directors Chris were all Smith, sitting, yeah. The director of the Warriors Gate was there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was there someone else? Uh, the, uh, the then Brittany Allen. Yeah, they sat pretty much up. next to us for a while. Basically, um, we were mingling with them all, but they didn't know we were mingling yeah. with them. <laughs> we were just there next to them. Yeah. Ball deep in wine. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I'm gutted we missed Hounds of Love. What we, what we forgot to speak about bef- before Raw, there was a short snippet of uh, Paddy from Emmerdale's uh, movie, mm-hmm. Adult Babies. <laughs> now... Now he has done a movie called Before Dawn which was actually pretty good it was kind of like the British version of The Battery it's about very minimal cast dealing with a zombie apocalypse without really having to pay for a lot of extras being uh-huh. the zombies and it was and it's a good good movie Adult Babies is exactly what it sounds like <laughs> it looks like a fucking brilliant movie <laughs> it's, he was trying to, and the thing is he's such a nice guy when he talks about it he was talking about how they used the, the budget on a, a, a shit gun <laughs> And how he's like there's diarrhea and there's blood and there's there's men dressed up as babies, but they're like politicians who have got serious jobs like bankers and politicians during the day, and then like they go for this retreat to be treated as babies. And this is a real thing that people actually do in real life. This movie is uh, exploiting that and just making it. I think it's quite a like, kind of social political commentary yeah. on the rich pig. Yeah. Fucking. Banker and that. Yeah. I mean, and he says that they, they got the cast to play it straight, so they're not acting like it's a comedy, they're playing it as if it's really yeah. genuinely, a genuinely thing that people would do. Um, so it would be interesting to see see that. I'm quite intrigued with it. Yeah, I mean, we, I've, since this podcast has started and we got interviews, and the only person with my interview was uh, Kelly Maroney, but uh, Paddy Femmer I'm was, still not sure if she knows who we are. No, I don't <laughs> think she did either. <laughs> or why uh, we have phones. Dominic uh, Brunt. Is, is always been on our list to, to contact and we thought oh we'll get to see him at least get a selfie and again we walked past him and I walked past him like six or seven times and I, not once did I approach him to say hello and did Lorne not turn to you after the trailer and said is this honestly what you were waiting for yeah because there was, there was a big gap between two movies and we had decided or the girls had decided that we should use this time to go and get something to eat we'll go to the pub we'll get a, a burger or chips or whatever go to Nando's and get some food I was like, well, I really want to stay and see adult babies. And it, it was literally like a, a like a trailer. It was like a 30-second clip of this, of men in, it, with pig noses in diapers 
and nappies shitting and blood <laughs> and everywhere and uh, Lon turned around at me and says that's what we missed food for <laughs> and I had to just own it and say yep yeah, that's that is exactly what it is <laughs> so Hounds of Love you should probably check out yeah I can't, I can't wait to see it whenever it got it good authority that it was a strong contender for film of the weekend mm-hmm. just so happened that we missed it same as we do with a lot of major things in life yes uh, always the bridesmaid never the bride <laughs> then it was Night of the Virgin Night of the Virgin and before Night of the Virgin <laughs> I'd watched the trailer and the trailer the red band trailer pretty much just was like flashing the word fuck at you as the guy screamed and there was blood everywhere again it sounded like there was baby's blood here <laughs> and shit there and the word fuck just screaming at you and flashing and I thought well this is going to be like like basking yeah, I thought this was crazy. going to be really crazy really intense really weird and um, how, how wrong we were <laughs> it didn't help that the director and one of the writers they flew over from Barcelona yep, they paid for their own tickets yeah that's right just to come so they, they'd hand out masks and condoms for some reason yeah. <laughs> and then throughout the whole movie the director and that just kept standing up and shouting things and yeah. like broken English Spanish that was actually quite funny and it added to I, the I, I think it was only funny because we were drunk we when you think how what they were doing, pissed. what they were doing is it was jumping up and ex- trying to explain the joke to people. Like, say, if you need to tell people that that's the joke, then then it's not funny. Yeah. You know, if you need to try and point out the joke to people, it's not funny. I I genuinely don't really remember any of this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna say, no matter what you say about this, you have no authority because you were fucking. I just I, leaned, <laughs> I was leaning forward. I'm glad there was nobody sitting in front of me that whole time because I was just leaning forward the, the whole time. I think you thought it was going to be spewing something. I done I done a fish from last year. You attacked <laughs> that whole bottle of rosy wine and fell asleep. I was just I could I wasn't paying attention to anything. The only thing I remember is when he's he goes to the dance and then he everybody turns him down and this old woman who the who was pr- quite pretty but they made her look like an old witch started dancing with him, took her back to her apartment, and then I, I don't remember how why he doesn't fuck her but he decides to leave. She cries or something and then he goes to leave and then he comes back into her flat finds a photo book and just starts wanking over it <laughs> to which then he jizzes all over it. Like, that just... Wait, why Why would you do that? The, the whole movie is just extreme gross-out yeah. horror comedy. It was, it's just trying to be as disgusting as it possibly can. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun. The last 40 minutes could probably shorten down to five. It then eventually just dragged on too long where you're like, just fucking end. I'm tired. Full of wine. Scott's deed. All the way, Just, man. just let's let's get it over. It went on too long. It should have been an hour and a half, or even less than that. Just zany, fun, and then finished. It went on too long. It tried to be fucking Ben Hur. Yeah. <laughs> and there was good bits. I don't. It? I don't remember the story. I don't even know what the story was. The, the story just is a virgin. It's New Year. He then thinks he's going to bang this old woman. Who this woman then needs a virgin for like a kind of satanic ritual and then that's kind of happens the guy ends up pregnant at the end with like the antichrist there's just there's blood there's shit there's spunk there's just there's dick shots as well was it real dicks or was it kid on dicks it looked like real dicks right and it was all within it was all in a flat (laughs) apart from the first kind of 10 minutes and then when it it comes to TV it's all in the flat it never leaves the flat. It's just each room in the flat. I keep saying flat. The apartment. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Would I watch it again? Not with an audience. <laughs> <laughs> and probably not with someone who I actually want to stay friends with. I uh, I genuinely don't remember. What I remember is um, 
they gave out some DVDs at the start. Uh, so we're down at the front and get a name and I got shit this year which um, we've just drawn the competition and uh, James BD won so what's not in the picture James BD you're getting uh, a, a wrestling DVD and I think a, a season of Grimm I think it was I don't know but that's that's what I got this year at Fright Fest and that's what I'm sticking in the, the thing see how one of the guys who's going to throw out DVDs he goes oh point break and just threw it away said that's shit and I went oh I can't wait to get point break I got Point Break, <laughs> but it's the remake. Yeah, aye. which is shit. That's why you said that's why you threw it away. I thought it was actually the original. Aye. I was well excited for it. The um, I got two DVDs because the when we were leaving, I was drunk enough to turn around and see somebody had put theirs down in the seat, and I just took it. I don't know if if they were coming back or not. I don't think they were. I got Bugs Bunny Halloween Special. I got Night of Champions. Oh, well, I didn't. I think that was Luna's, but I took it. Did you not get Scooby Doo as well? And I got Scooby. No, did I get Scooby Doo? You got was that the cat? You got a cat in the side. Bugs Bunny. Oh, was when it which is actually really fucking good, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, Night of the Virgin was good, but I'm only going to give it a seven. I remember leaving the cinema, because I was obviously, I was passing out during it, and I was steaming, <laughs> but when we were up to leave, I was, I got a second window of drunkenness, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is good. And I was walking out, I was, uh, the two directors were standing in the way out, and I was, I, I double hand shook them, I shook their hand, <laughs> and I put my other hand on top of their hand, and was shaking that, telling them how fantastic it was, and how brilliant it was. That's the only people I spoke to the whole weekend, and I was, cause I was too fucking steaming to do anything else. Is that right as well, because you know Spanish, so you probably could have had Yeah, I probably, I probably told them, I did think I told them in Spanish, I think that's what I said. <laughs> and then we walked outside. Scott, and you can't speak English that night. I know, I you walked, were, we walked outside, nice. and I got in an argument with myself over the fact that either nobody was going to cult or I thought everybody was going to cult and I couldn't go to cult <laughs> which is the nightclub that they were having the after party in I was too tired I couldn't have done anything and I just I, I was too drunk yeah to you were we nearly to carry you down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, so overall well Night of Virgin I give a 7 yeah I, well I don't I can't I can't rate it I don't yeah. really know it from the, from the you know 30 seconds that I remember of it uh, 4 it's like Basking, it's a bit of escapism. See, no, I thought it was going to be like Basking, but I don't think it was as good as Basking. Oh, it thing. wasn't as good, it definitely wasn't as good as it, but it was just a wee, a wee bit of kind of, as I say, escapism, just go, shut your mind off, and you go along for the dirty, grotty Jizz ride. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, Fright Fest, really enjoyed it. I think the movies were really strong, although none of them were scary, yeah. which I was disappointed with. The movie choice last year, I'd say, beats it. Mm-hmm. Because Patchwork, Mind's Eye and Devil's, Devil's Candy. Candy were all strong nines. Yeah. I even think Mind's Eye was a 10. Whereas Detour Bloodlands was the highlight. Fashionista is probably a high as well. All, but, all eights, but it's not, yeah, nines, they, they are, they, I mean, it's, they were eight slow burners, these, these yeah. movies this year. So, I mean, you need to, you know, sit down and, and pay attention to them. Um but, but good to see them because I yeah. wouldn't have seen them otherwise. Fright Fest overall it was fantastic and I can't wait to do it again next year. I'm going to, I said it last year and I said it this year before we went and I still didn't do it. I need to buy some sort of pillow yeah. or like a, surely if you get hemorrhoids do you get like a, a kind of mad cushion? Yeah, you get like those donut things. You I, see might, in America's. I might just like fake hemorrhoids and see if I can get one of them because yeah. I need something comfy because it kills me. It's 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 a great cinema the the film theater but it's it's an old style setup. There's not a lot of room between seats. It's tough. It's tough going. But the bottles of wine are quite cheap. The bottles of wine are right. I went to the cinema just the other week there, and I don't know if Lorna will be happy with me telling the story, but I'm going to. We went out for our six year anniversary, and we went to went to Nando's first because we were going to the the film theater. I bought tickets for our personal shopper, 
uh, starring Kristen Stewart. Okay. And That's I, the romantic there, Yeah, I know, I know. No, that was Lon's idea. Um, and I thought uh, it was going to be really arty and really good. I was going to, I thought I expected to come out and love it and be going on about it for ages. We went to Nando's because uh, it was tradition of going to the film theatre, getting Nando's because that's what we did get this year. We had a takeaway, so we went in Nando's. Had a bottle of wine in there. Then went to Lucky Seven because mm. we were early for the cinema. Had another bottle of wine in there. Then went to the film theatre and bought a bottle of wine to take in. And we walked into the small theatre because it was it was, uh-huh. was theatre two or three. And she says, well, I'm just sitting where we went. She's like, aye. We come in, there was two seats at the back on their own, but there was like a rubbish bag sitting next to it and a light kind of shining at the back. I mean, I was like, sit here. And the Lord's like, no, no, let's go down. And I thought, I mean, I thought, let's just sit here because then we can leave whenever we want. Like if we need to up and down. So we didn't. We went in, middle of the thing. <laughs> Put, uh, pushed past, or had to climb past these two pretentious fucking assholes at the end who sat right in an aisle seat and then complained when people had to walk past them. Sat down and then... Just the movie started, Lauren's head started like swinging about like a ragdoll. It's like, <laughs> so you okay? And then she doesn't just say, I'm really drunk. She says, Oh, it's so hot in here. I think, Fuck, you alright? Do you want to leave? No, no, no. And I was like, Oh shit, she did look sick. This is going to, I'm just thinking, How am I going to get past these pretentious dicks, man? How am I going to do it? And then um, she eventually just put her head on my shoulder and slept through the whole movie. <laughs> this, the movie, by the way, is again, I don't know how much I pay attention to, like, like full story start to finish, but it is. I mean, there's a there's a scene at the end that's supposed to be the big giveaway, and it's just really, really crap and pathetic. It's really terrible. Uh, but Kristen Stewart gets her boobs out two or three times, so you know, I don't know if that's good for you or not. But Kristen Stewart is just the most wooden actress. I think she, I've ever to be seen. honest with you, she's probably the best thing about the movie. She's all right. Is she not the only thing in the movie? Pretty much, I. Oh, so I'm not going to go to the cinema with you and Lauren anymore. I don't think drinking well, before the cinema. Those worries drinking before the cinema is ever a good idea. Uh, so now back, we obviously don't have a creepy or conspiracy corner. Uh, we're going to get back to doing it fortnightly, hopefully, because yep. yep. we don't have anything on now. No. Life excitement has... We still have the died. schedule that we'll stick to of the upcoming movies, the ones that we've picked out for the next maybe... 20 episodes you will just the dates will obviously just change to coincide with yep. from this Friday onwards um, maybe see if we can get some new segments add some yeah. add some more pizzazz to the yeah. show now that we've got a new sexy poster oh yeah the VHS cover retro yeah. have you watched anything else since Fright Fest anything on Netflix like that um, I have watched The Resort with a Was Z it good uh, oh really I kind of I like the look of that is it get a uh, Degree Scott? It has. It's. 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 Uh, is it better than The Walking Dead? You'll say no. Of course, I'm going to say no. <laughs> do you think I'll think it's better than The Walking Dead? Well, do you think it's better than The Walking Dead? But in terms of, I mean, it, it really there's nothing overly brilliant about it. Nah. There's a couple. It's, there's a couple of annoying scenes that just are kind of pointless. And but you know, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so avoid or watch. Uh, if you've got a spare. I don't, watch. Have, I don't have any right, then don't watch it then. No, don't, don't make time to watch it <laughs> uh, I watched that I don't feel at home in this world anymore oh yeah I watched that I loved Elijah it Elijah Wood yeah. with Puffy Two and a Half Men yeah the Stalker Lassie yeah. and also from Detroit Rock City yeah and Jane Levy from um, Evil Dead Remake yep I actually really enjoyed it I loved it it was really good yeah. it was quirky I, I hadn't watched the trailer I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. I'd seen people it. talking about it and then after I watched that, I seen people like I think they were discussing oh that twist. I was saying what the fuck was the twist? I don't remember the twist in it. Which pretty much it just went to yeah. and it just stepped up in the last kind of quarter. But I don't remember there was a twist. I in it. The Maybe they just twist. meant the change of gear. But hmm. no, after, was it after, after a twist. No, it wasn't a twist at all. But enjoyable. So if you're 
bored this weekend on Netflix, watch I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. It's not as bleak as it sounds. It's no. actually it's quite fun. Yeah. Elijah Wood does karate. She's brilliant. He's a brilliant as always. Has a Ninja Throne Stars. Yeah. I love a good pair of Ninja Throne <laughs> Stars. I watched The Love Witch. Fright Fest kept playing the advert. Yeah. Lena got it. Filmed really well, stylistically, really, really nicely done. Story is Not pretty much. much an on event. I fell asleep and Lena said it was the whole second hour of it. I don't remember it being that long, but I don't really remember anything happening after the first hour. So <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, hmm, I don't know. It's I, a it, like the resort. It's a movie. Yeah, that's we were going. That's what we were going to go and see originally. Love Witch, and then it was opted for Personal Shopper. Uh, but I guess the both of them were sound just as boring as each other. The lassie from Love Witch is way better looking than Christmas Shop. Yeah. I uh, also, not horror related. Have you got Amazon Prime? Uh, no, I had it for uh, a free trial. Forgot to cancel it. They charged me seventy bucks. I tell them to go fuck themselves and <laughs> give me back, and which they did. Uh, well, Sneaky Pete, is programme on it yes with that Giovanni Rubizi mm-hmm. I've seen him the other day there in an episode of the X-Files like it was oh, really? most, I, him and Jack Black are in the same episode and they're dead young anyway he is in everything yeah uh, and Brian Cranston is one of the creators and he's in it as well mm-hmm. and it's really good 10 episodes I binged it thoroughly enjoyed it it's about a con man pretends to be somebody's son or cousin he's or something pretend, he pretends to be Ethan Embry oh. he's also he's like his cellmate he comes out of prison and Brian Cranston's after him so he can't go home to his brother on that he's been in jail for three years for something he'd done to Brian Cranston right. and because Ethan Embry's character has been telling him all these stories about his grandparents who he's not seen in 20 years he comes out goes to their house and he's like oh it's me it's Pete and then kind of gets in the family business while he's trying to keep everything going it's really 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 good probably the best TV thing I've watched this year hmm. I do hate how today's day of streaming sites mean that some shows you can't get unless you pay for them mm-hmm. like and I, obviously I don't mean unless you pay for them but you know like Netflix have got all their own like uh, Netflix only shows and then obviously Amazon have now got their own I think there's something else that does it as well that's got their own and you think well just put them on for everything but then you bastards but then you'd have to pay like 20 quid for the one thing I'd pay 20 quid for the one thing better than paying fucking Seven quid for Amazon. I, I, I buy things for Amazon all the time. No, I don't, don't even Amazon. Amazon. I was just talking about Sky. Sky's a fucking waste of money. I know, it's a fucking bump. Yeah. Also, I got really stoned with my wee brother the other night there and watched 1933 King Kong. Which, by the way, effects hold up fucking brilliantly <laughs> when you're stoned. I was convinced that was a real monkey. <laughs> I'm sitting with Danny and I'm like, I tell you what, these effects aren't half as bad as people make out. <laughs> but I was out my box, so... <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed it. Really good. I'm still working my way through the extras on the Blu-ray because hmm. it's like a kind of three-hour documentary. It was really good. And that's me. That's me done. Nothing I, else. um well, we but went on a stag do. How many stories can we tell from that stag do? Probably none, <laughs> Zero. to be perfectly honest with you. But holy fuck, this is because it was meant to be the Friday of the stag do that this episode was supposed to come out. We didn't get it recorded beforehand. We had a half plan to record it when we were away, mm-hmm. which did not happen. We had a plan to draw the competition while we were away, which did not happen. <laughs> what did happen was one of our party broke his arm. Uh, well, I can't tell you anything else. <laughs> I cannot tell you anything else. It was just a mass of absolute drunken nonsense from 16 guys on a holiday, man. Jesus. Think of, like, Roadhouse, but with more hookers 
and Rocky Balboa. <laughs> and I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Ah, uh, but we did have, we had, um, we had uh, Fetty Wap played about 100 times in Which the same bar. <laughs> an absolute tune. <laughs> uh, anyway, is that so us? That was us. What are you doing this week? Are you uh, doing working? I am working, yep, night shift the next three days and possibly over the weekend as well if I can get some extras because Lauren's going to London, so... Make Sweet. Watch some more movies. Let's come back with whatever the next week's ep- or two weeks' episode and we'll get okay. some funny segments. Yep. As always, you can still get us uh, on Facebook, on the group or the page. Search for us and you'll find us. You get us on Twitter at ScotlandLeanVersus. We're on Instagram, ScotlandLeanVersusEvil. And you can email suggestions of movies or suggestions of new segments that we could try out or reviews of what you think these episodes are like, whether you like them or hate them. Uh, whatever you want, tell us about your life. Email us scottandliamversuseevil at hotmail.com. We're getting a lot of listens, but a lot of listens that like nobody's interacting from. We're getting a lot of people that come on the page and talk and comment, and it's absolutely brilliant. And there's a lot of people that are constantly listening, but don't say them. Come, say hi. Yeah. Don't think, oh, it's fine, somebody else will. Just come and do it. Maybe yeah. we want to talk to you. Come and tell us things. We do appreciate the listeners uh, for people who have stuck with us for ages, for new listeners who are just coming on. And thanks for sticking with us over this kind of period of... Being lazy kind of, bastards. Yeah, being lazy <laughs> bastards. That's exactly what it is. Lazy bastardites. Uh-huh. Uh, so, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace out. Look, baby girl, you're so damn fine, though. I'm trying to know if I can hit it from behind, though. I'm sipping on you like some fine wine, though. And when it's over, I press rewind, though. Hey, you talking bands, girl, I got it. Benjamin's all in my pocket. I traded in my truths for some robbers. You playing Batman, fact, he's gonna rob her. Hey, I got a Glock in my Rory. Hey, 17 shots, no 38. Hey, I got a Glock in my Rory. 17 shots, no 38. She's fine. Wonder when she'll be mine. She walk past like friends. Rewind to see that as one more time. And I got this soda.